In scripture, Jesus only did what he saw his father in heaven do. He only said what he heard his father in heaven say. Hi, my name is Connie and I'm your host on Godspeak, where we talk about supernatural God stories from everyday people. Function out of love and out of um, honor to the Lord and obedience, really. And so in doing those things, you know, God manifests. In scripture, Jesus only did what he saw his father in heaven do. He only said what he heard his father in heaven say. And with that, he left us a model. So his model was he didn't do anything unless he heard God and say it. He didn't, he, he didn't do anything unless he saw him do it. He didn't say anything unless he heard him say it. So the things that he did and the things that he repeated, he saw and he heard. So if we are Christ-like, which we're supposed to be by scriptures, those that accept the Christ, and if we are believers, signs should follow those that believe. And if we are followers of Jesus, we should be following his example. So the example that he left us was he didn't do anything on his own. He did it because he saw his word. And so he said, follow me for real. Spirit has been moving and uh, it's it's been amazing because when you look at scripture from that detail and the Holy Spirit begins to just open up and kind of takes you there to, to a different understanding of the intention of his heart and how things and why things happen. When you see somebody who was, you know, lame for 38 years and Line for 40 years and, you know, Lazarus come forth, you know, in that example there, when Jesus said Lazarus come forth, had he not called Lazarus's name, everyone who was dead in that region would have got up and, and came back to life because he had that much power and authority and he was operated. But again, he saw his father in heaven do it. You heard him say it. So he was, you know, a savior of few words when he demonstrated the kingdom, when he moved in the kingdom, but he had great power because he stayed connected to the source. So flip side for us as believers in Jesus and receptors, we're supposed to stay connected to the source. And Jesus is the center of everything. For him and by him, everything was made. So if we stay connected to the source and he showed us a model of what he had to do to you know, get the results that he did, we should be doing the same things as followers. So in the spiritual realm, you just got to trust that the one who gave us this realm called the spiritual realm is doing things in the spiritual realm. And so when we bind and loose, you know, using the keys of the kingdom that he gives us, you got to believe that things are being bound and things are being loose. You know, when you uh, decree and declare, it says when you decree a thing, Bible says that it shall be established. And when you look in the Bible and you see guaranteed statements like will, you got to expect them to come to pass. And so that's how the spirit realm works. It, it, it works outside of what we believe. And so su the supernatural is moving and existing, you know, beyond reason in the norm. So you know, when you see, you know, an instant healing or, you know, even the prophetic or um, anything like that, you know, which are spiritual things that ha are happening, they happen in the spiritual realm before you see them manifest in the natural. But it, it, again, it's all backed by faith. So if you don't have the faith to believe that God can move or God can speak to you or God can use you, he doesn't have to. And most times he won't. He moves through faith. And so when, you know, a lady came up to me and she was sitting down at the table and she said, can you please uh, pray for me? And I said, sure, what's going on? She said, I'm gonna have to have surgery on both my knees. It really didn't bother me. So I asked her a question, you know, what's your pain level? And she told me it was about an eight. And uh, I was like, okay, so when's your surgery? She said, you know, within the next couple of weeks. Um, but, you know, I heard you talk about healing because she didn't come up. And so I sat down at the table with her and I asked her questions. I said, you know, do you believe what Jesus did over 2000 years ago is for you today in this moment? And she said, yes. I said, okay, do you believe that he can heal you right now in this moment? Right now, not next week, right now. 
She said, I believe. I said, according to scripture, and Jesus said in a couple of accounts, that is according to your faith that you'll be healed and you'll be made whole. So he knows your heart. And, you know, it's not about lip service. So I believe that you believe that Jesus can heal you right now. And I said, so do you mind if I touch you? She said, no. And so I just touched her hand and it was no more than 10 seconds. It wasn't no speaking in tongues and oh, God, oh, come on. Oh, it was nothing worked up at all. It was just the authority that he's given and, and, and through loves. And so I'm just going to give you an example. I said, um, so Lord, I thank you. Her name is Val. I thank you for Val. I thank you that you know her and that you died personally for her. And I thank you that you have the ability to do all things. So it is through your love and your power that I use the authority that you're giving me. And I command in the name of Jesus that her left knee and her right knee be completely healed in the name of Jesus Christ. And I said, okay, get up and do something you're not able to do. And so she got up and I said, do you have any pain getting up? She said, no. I said, okay, do something you were not able to do before. So she's like moving around. She lifts up one knee and I said, do you have any pain? And she's like, no. I said, okay, do some high knees, do something else. So she started doing high knees and then she started walking up the sidewalk, uh, the sidewalk and she kind of jogged a little bit and ran and came back. I said, do you have any pain at all? No. So what's your pain level now? She says, it's a zero, there's no pain. But she's like just talking like it's nothing, but she didn't realize that really she was completely healed. Wow. I thought about it like, oh my gosh, I don't have any pain, you know? And so that was, you know, one of the several miracles that happened and it was just that quick. And so throughout the day, I would check on her, how you doing, how you feeling? She said, no pain. You know, still no pain. And I said, go and share the testament of what Jesus did. Don't say my name. Don't say it was this guy. Yeah. He says, Jesus met you right where you were because you didn't even come up for the altar call. You were sitting down and you called and Jesus moved through me. Mm -hmm. And you had the faith to believe that he could. And so, you know, things like that happen quite frequently. Um, I ask those same type of questions to people because people have to participate. And then they have to, you know, obviously show the Lord that they trust that he, he moved on their behalf. And so that's where it comes. Okay, do something. So it's not just about, you know, someone praying and saying, okay, I'm going to pray and believe, you know, for your healing. But now you got to participate. you got to be an active participant. So get up and do something. So a lot of times when things like that have happened, you know, people sometimes have fear. And it's like, well, my knee is like really hurting. So if I do this, then I don't know if that pain is going to come back. No, Jesus healed you. If you believe he healed you, do something. And so when they're active participants, that's when the, the, the true sense of that miracle is not only a witness to them, but a witness to me as well. Because I'm not feeling nothing. I'm not feeling this heat transaction. I'm not feeling this anointing bubbling up. I'm not feeling anything. And sometimes I'm like, something happening? Because, but it's, but it's happening. And so that's where the faith has to kick in. Because you have to believe that God is in that moment, even when you don't feel it. Yeah, that's so great. And um, since we're on the topic of healing, one of the stories that comes to mind that you've done with my husband. Oh, I know what you're going to say. I think. And I think you know what I'm talking about is that person that had, was it a crutch? It was a uh, crutch, yes. And you prayed for him. So tell us if you remember um, the details of that, what happened. So this was a men's ministry event. And uh, as you alluded to before, the Lord would do different signs, miracles, and wonders. And I'm going to preface this, too. Before, I, with the men's ministry, as the Lord gave me a season of leading um, at the former church we used to attend, um, the Holy Spirit said, be very deliberate and make sure that the Holy Spirit is present whenever you get together. So we would pray. We'd invite the Holy Spirit to be there. We would welcome him. And uh, we'd ask him to be an active part of what we did. And he always showed up, you know, through signs, miracles, and wonders. 
Um, so this was no different in this particular gathering, this particular night. And um, it was at the end of the gathering. Uh, there was an altar call that was always given and there was one that night. And so people were leaving and I seen this guy uh, with crutches you know, about to go out the door. And so we had an altar call. There were miracles going on then. And I'm like looking like, why is this guy leaving? And he's got crutches. And so I left where I was at the altar and I ran and like towards out the door because he was heading out the door, you know, with the crutches. And I said, excuse me, uh, I noticed that you have crutches and, you know, we were praying for people. Oh yeah, you know, I've had this stuff for years. I said, well, you know, do you believe that Jesus can heal you? Oh man, I've had people pray for me. And I said, that's not what I asked you. And I said, come back inside if you don't mind. You know, so he came back inside. We we're standing like by the door. And so, you know, I began to talk to him and just share and ask him the same questions. And that to the point he said, I believe and just prayed and, um, you know, just almost the same words, you know, thank the Lord for the person and what he can do. And you know, according to his faith and so forth and so on, I took authority and I commanded the name of Jesus for healing because he had like torn meniscus and uh, ligament, I think ACL stuff. And so he had a couple of things going on in, in several years. So anyway, um, so 10, 15 seconds of that. And so again, in Jesus' name, I pray, do something you were not able to do before. So he starts like moving around and starts moving around. And I was like, okay, you know, what's your pain level now? I think it was like, like a 15 out of 10. And so um, he said, it's like about a four or five. I said, so the healing's already started, right? Said, yeah. Said, okay, Jesus doesn't do anything halfway. So again, I said, you know, Lord, thank you for him. And I thank you that you already began to heal. So we pray for the full manifestation of healing. Come and put it down in the name of Jesus. Okay, do something else you're not able to do. So he's like moving around and moved his knees. And I said, do something. I said, there's some steps right there. Go down the steps. I said, no, hold on. Let me take the, the, the crutches. And so he walks down the steps and he's like looking and then he takes off running. And so there were still some men there. And I'm going to say there were some pastors there. And so I, to shame the devil, I took the crutches and I threw them across the room. And I said, the Lord just healed this man right here. He is completely healed by the power and the love of Jesus Christ. He is healed. And so men celebrated and unfortunately the pastors did not. Jesus loved him enough to stop him. Yes. Me. Jesus loved him enough to stop him. And so the crutches were hurled. It may have been dramatic, but I was shaming the devil. It wasn't even trying yes. to pay attention because yes. I, I, I prayed for him and healed him. I said, Jesus just healed this man. Look, he needs these no more. You know? Yeah. And caught some heat for that one. I don't care. But anyway. Um, he, he, he went home without his crutches. He went home without his crutches. Yes. He was completely wow. He's completely healed, completely healed. Another story is I'm kind of thinking about too, about just walking in the authority that you have. So I was a part of the prayer team at our former church too as well. And that was one of my greatest joys of going to church, quite frankly. It wasn't even going to receive the word or anything. It was going to pray for people and not just praying for people, but expecting to see the Lord manifest and to do something. So it got to the point where, you know, people were giving their lives to Christ and I would baptize them in the Holy Spirit right there at the spot because they were now saved. Um, you know, words of wisdom, word of knowledge. Some people came to me for prayer for different people. And the Holy Spirit said, no, you know, anoint them and activate their spirit so they can go and pray for those people that they're asking you to pray for. And so different things happened and they would come back to me with different testimonies. So this particular day, one thing that stands out is this, this, this um, young lady um, approached me and she said, I need prayer. And I said, okay, what do you need prayer for? She said, I've been addicted to heroin for 10 years. And I had just read some stuff and heard some things about how deadly heroin was and it was an epidemic and you know not too far from where we live and a lot of people were dying and I'm like how does she do it for 10 years is she still here I said 10 years and so I was like my gosh 
And so, you know, I don't even remember what the Lord had me say to her, but again, took authority over it, prayed, lay hands on her. She felt fire. She felt something. And, and, and it, was a, it was an encounter with the Lord. It wasn't with me, obviously. And so she wound up, um, you know, just, just leaving after that. She hugged me. Thank you. And I felt like there was a difference. I never thought of it. Two years later at Music Fest, um, we were out there at uh, the ministry and had a table. And so this young lady comes up to me and she said, oh, my gosh, it's you. I've been you know, looking for you. And I was like, who are you? She said, you pray for me. And I said, well, you know, I pray for quite a few people. You know, can you tell me your story? And she said, I came to you because I was addicted to heroin for 10 years. And I was like, oh, wow, that's you. And she, I mean, I don't remember what she looked like. I said, so how are things going? Connie, you know what she said? I never used again ever since that prayer. Wow. 10 years of addiction. Wow. And so I'm saying that to say, when you're on assignment, or when you truly believe that the Lord can use you, and you truly believe in his supernatural ability, he will do exceedingly abundantly above what you can ever ask or think. But the next part of that scripture, a lot of people leave off, is also according to the power that's within us. So that power that we have comes from him, because it's in him that we live, move, and have our being, and not we in ourselves. So when you stay connected to the power source, when you give him all the praise, glory, and honor, and you give him the credit, and you lift him up, he'll draw all people unto him. He may allow us to be part of the process. And so when he knows he can trust you, when he knows that you're not going to take the credit, when he knows you're not going to walk around and say, I healed this person, I healed that person, or I, you know, did deliverance and, you know, whatever, all that stuff, whatever we can use, and we give him the credit, he'll give us more opportunities to represent him. Great, great. And so um, we're almost out of time, but I feel like where our conversation's going is that there might be listeners here who are just uh, kind of hearing about stories of healing, and they might be going through some sort of sickness or illness or even drug addiction that they're listening today. I just feel like, can you pray for our listeners for healing today um, before we end our podcast? Sure. So sometimes healing is in the mind. Sometimes it's in the soul. Um, sometimes it's in your spirit. And, you know, there's sometimes manifestations of it in your body. One thing I definitely highly encourage everyone is to forgive others. Mm. Through unforgiveness, you know, um, there has been scientific links to different diseases and different things that can happen to us. So a lot of times, uh, some things are linked to unforgiveness, linked to what's in our personal hearts. Um, our motives and our intentions can be linked to certain things too as well. So definitely get to a point to where you repent of your sins, you ask mm -hmm. the Lord for forgiveness, uh, and you forgive others. And most importantly, forgive yourself. Yes. Enemy uses stuff against us all the time. He's an accuser of the brethren, as scriptures say in Revelation. And so he's going to accuse us of not leaving God, not trusting God, not knowing who he is, not putting him first. They'll throw all these things, you know, towards the Lord about us. And if they line up with scripture and if we don't have faith, the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please him. So we have to line up with getting to know the word and standing on the word and begin to expect that the word will do what it says it will do. So I suggest starting there. Mm -hmm. Also from a point of prayer, I definitely feel privileged and honored to be able to pray for your situations, uh, any type of healing that you would need. Uh, we definitely pray for your healing. We'll do so now in the name of Jesus Christ. 
So Lord Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity, this time that you've given us to share. Share not about me, but to share about you and your goodness and your kindness and your grace and your mercy. It's because of what you did over 2000 years ago, you willingly getting beat, you willingly being ashamed, you willingly being isolated, you willingly being humiliated, you willingly being stabbed in, in the side, and you willingly getting on that cross and having your, your hands and your feet nailed to it and having a thorn of a crown, the crown of thorns put on your head and bleeding and shedding your blood. Without the shedding of blood, there would be no uh, forgiveness or remission of sin. Lord God, everything that you did was purposeful. You did it for each and every person that is listening and watching. And you said, Lord God, in your word, that is by your stripes that we are healed and made whole. So the stripes were the beating that you took, and it was purposeful for our healing today. And because you're not going to get back on a cross and go through the same thing again, that was a finished work. So that healing that you said we can have because of the stripes that you took was for our healing today. It's for our healing today. May we believe those words. May we stand on your words. And may we trust that your words will come to pass in our lives. So any type of healing that we need is not impossible. Things can happen supernaturally. Things can happen instantaneously. And so we trust the God who does things miraculously and instantaneously. So Lord Jesus, it's because of you that we can be healed, delivered, and set free. And so we trust you even in this moment to begin to heal those that need a healing, touch those that need a touch, those that need deliverance from addictions and pains and even uh, word curses and things that they uh, maybe have put on themselves, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that you're beginning to uh, turn things around for them even now in the name of Jesus. We pray for breakthrough. And Lord God, we pray for a release from bondage in the name of Jesus, bondage in their minds, bondage in their bodies, bondage in their spirits, in their finances, in their relationships, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We decree and declare in Jesus' name, Lord God, for a turnaround in the lives of the listeners of this great podcast. Lord God, we pray that lives will be transformed and that people will be sold out for you. And that if anyone does not know you, Lord Jesus, that they would take the opportunity now to accept you as their personal Lord and Savior, that they would uh, repent of their sins and that they would look to you and that they would accept you as Lord and Savior in this moment. And that they will believe in their heart that you were raised from the dead <clears throat> and that you have the ability to save. So Lord, we have talked about miracles. We've talked about signs. We've talked about wonders, but the greatest miracle of all is when a sinner, someone who doesn't know you, someone who has lived their life without you, someone who says that I don't need this God, I don't need this Jesus, I'm good, I'm wealthy, or I'm this, or I've you know, had to you know, get up on my own bootstraps and do life in myself, I'm good, I don't need this God, because where was he when this happened to my parent? Where was he when this happened to my child? Where was he when this happened to my marriage? Where was he? And people out of anger may not accept you, Jesus, or out of ignorance and may not just know the significance and the importance of accepting you. But the greatest miracle is when people like that come to a point to where they know and realize that they are in need of a savior and they give their lives to you and they become engrafted into your family, and they are part of your kingdom instantaneously, and they take on a new DNA, and they take on every right and privilege as a believer in Christ, whether they are new in Christ or have been in Christ for years, they are now saved, and if they die at that very moment, they will spend eternity with you forever. Lord, that is the greatest miracle of all, when a sinner gives their life to you and then becomes a saint 
for you. Lord, we thank you for the miracle of salvation, where a heart can be transformed in a second, where someone's anger can leave in a second. Someone's personal motives and living for self can leave in a second. Someone's DNA can change from a fleshly DNA to a spiritual DNA in a second, all because of a choice. So help people all over this world to make the choice to accept Jesus, to live for Jesus, to die to self, to glorify you, to grow in their relationships with you, to trust you with all their hearts and not lean unto their own understanding and all their ways acknowledge you. And according to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, you will direct our paths when we do so. They will desire you more than any person in any other thing. So if anyone is encouraged by this podcast, I give you the praise, glory, and honor, because I know that they will be. We thank you, Lord God, for their lives. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I encourage you in your walk with God. Make sure to read the notes of today's show below and some special bonus links. This show is brought to you by GloriousImagination.com where we help people gain freedom from self-imposed limitations through our one-on-one breakthrough sessions with God and a certified mind renewal facilitator. If you liked today's episode, feel free to share with a friend who needs to hear this encouraging story and make sure to leave us a review and comment on what you liked about today's episode. I'd really love to hear about it. So before I go, let me leave you with a word of encouragement, my friend, that you are not alone. God loves you and he will never leave you or forsake you.